Chapter 3 from the book, The Doctrine Concerning New Testament Ministry, Part 2. Chapter 3, page 39, about Paul's working with his own hands. Faith is one of the clearest and most emphasized doctrines in the scriptures. The Bible teaches us that every spiritual blessing is provided for us by the grace of God through faith, faith in him and his promises. We are saved by grace through faith. By faith, we are buried together with Christ in water baptism. We receive the Holy Spirit by faith. We receive healing by faith. We receive answers to prayer by faith. We are sanctified by faith. We grow up to perfection as we go from faith to faith. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. All that God does in our lives is by grace through faith. The entire 11th chapter of this book of Hebrews teaches us about the about the book of Hebrews, teaches us about the way of faith and mentions some of the Old Testament saints who obtained a good report through faith. In verse 6 it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder. Page 40. Of them that diligently seek him. In chapter 10, 38 it says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul has, shall have no pleasure in him. Faith itself is a supernatural gift from God. Real faith is much more than an intellectual concept or an emotion. James says, even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou dost, dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? James chapter 2, verses 17 to 20. Many speak about faith in God, but it has no practical outworking in their lives. In every trial and difficulty, they turn to the world or to the arm of flesh for help. Their faith is mostly an intellectual consent to certain doctrinal positions held by one group or another. It has no practical power in their lives. The faith of which the Bible speaks of is quite different. The scripture gives many examples of how different saints trusted in God and how he wonderfully responded to their faith. It also gives examples of many who did not exercise faith in God and of the great loss that they suffered. The whole story of Israel demonstrates this principle. They worshiped God with their mouths and observed so many religious customs, but they were finally rejected by God for their unbelief. The Bible clearly teaches that servants of God are to look to God in faith for all their everyone needs their material needs as well as their spiritual needs some have questioned the biblical principle of the servants of god by living by faith for their material needs the fact that paul said that he and his and barnabas had worked with their own hands is sometimes cited in contradiction to the life of faith but such a view is a misrepresentation of what paul was clearly speaking about for one thing paul clearly states in first corinthians 9 verses 6 to 15 that his personal case was an exception to what the lord ordained that is to say that the Lord had clearly established and ordained by his example and teaching the manner of his servants living by faith, but that Paul was at times conducting his life in a different manner, which he acknowledged was an exception. There are several basic ways whereby the material needs of ministers are met. One way is to receive a salary. The Lord Jesus speaks disparagingly of such shepherds and calls them hirelings. See John chapter 10 verses 12. 13, for example, in Judges chapter 17 and 18, we are told of a Levi who hired himself out as a priest for 10 shekels of silver a year, plus food and clothing. Later, he quit that place to go to minister where he was offered more. That was one of the lowest points in Israel's history. But every, 
that was one. But at, in those days, it's it, it says in those days that there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Chapter seven, verse six. Chapter seventeen, verse six. Another way ministers' needs are often met is for the minister to ask for offerings and to take collections. This has always been a reproach on the gospel. Page forty-two. In recent years, much shame and disgrace have come upon the gospel as famous preachers ask, plead, and beg for money, often while they themselves live in luxury. Many have even resorted to various sorts of gimmickry to deceive and manipulate people into giving them offerings all in the name of God. Some have been convicted by civil courts and sentenced to prison terms for such sham, and great public reproach has fallen on the name of Christ. Another method of supplying a minister's material needs is for the minister to engage in secular employment as a sideline. This is not dishonest or shameful. Work is honorable. Believers are expected to work gainfully and supply for the needs of their families, while also devoting much time as possible to the work of the Lord. Many ministers who work for their living are actually living as believers. What happens? What usually happens, however, is that when a minister of the gospel engages in secular employment, it is their ministry which becomes a sideline and the job occupies major portion of his time and attention. No matter how talented the minister may be, his congregation will suffer from the lack of fullness of the ministry which God intends for his people. Jesus compared the ministry to engaging in warfare. Paul used the sample, same example in writing to Timothy. He points out the obvious that a soldier was to devote his total attention and energies to fighting the battle and must not entangle himself. 43. With the affairs of this life, the service of the King of Kings is far more noble and important than any secular undertaking and is far more demanding than any earthly battle. It requires all the dedication, devotion, attention, and concentration that his his very has that one has his very best, yea, his very life. No man that warth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. If a man strive for masteries yet is not crowned, except that he strive lawfully. Second Timothy chapter two verse four and five. The law of Christ even so hath the Lord ordained that they who preach the gospel, they which preach the gospel shall live off the gospel. First Corinthians chapter nine verse fourteen. If one is to serve God with all his with his all and his best, and is not to be a hireling, is not to beg, and is not to take up secular employment, then how are his materials need to be met? Though I plain teacheth that the servants of God who trust them to meet their needs, God is faithful and is well able to provide for his servants. He wonderfully provided the material needs of his people, 600,000 plus men, plus women and children for 40 years in the howling wilderness of Sinai. Through the ages, he has given abundant and clear testimony that he can provide for each and every one that puts their trust in him, the Old Testament prophets. In the Old Testament, we see how God wonderfully provided for his servants. For example, in First Kings, in the page, amen.